When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi everyone, Sandman here. I was reading through the comments section of my latest video, and someone mentioned that if you eliminate all of your interactions with women in your life, it will remove 90% of the stress you have to deal with. Even before I became a man going his own way, I was already starting to implement what is known as a ghost protocol in my life. And this simply means that I eliminate most of the interactions that I have with people in my life. I started a web-based business back in 1999 and ran it full-time with the occasional travel trip for work up until about 2007. I worked at home, didn't have to deal with becoming a corporate drone, and basically did what I wanted. I also drove on the roadways at night, that way I could avoid traffic. I would shop at 24-hour grocery stores, which I still do, and my pharmacy is also 24 hours, and mostly staffed by men on the graveyard shift. And the best part is, I don't have to deal with female customers waiting in line and complaining and shopping in the stores in the wee hours of the morning. I also found that 3 to 4 a.m. is the best time to go shopping. Most people are fast asleep, and there's not a single person there to bother me. And the drunken people have passed out on the side of the road, or are basically at home puking their guts out, so I avoid them as well. I also avoid the shopping malls as much as possible. I buy most of my electronic equipment online and have it delivered through regular household mail delivery or UPS if there's no alternative. Clothing is a very tough one for me to go shopping for, because to get proper fitting clothing you actually have to go to the store and try things on. I try to limit the amount of clothing that I buy to once or twice per year. But I'm hoping that the new Oculus Rift VR technology will allow us to create virtual photos of our entire bodies and that way we can get custom-made clothing measured to our bodies specifically. With regards to paying for gas at the station, I use my credit card at the kiosk and never actually go into the gas station or store. That way I don't have to deal with the cashiers, which are also usually female. One of my favorite places to shop is Canadian Tire, and there they have automated checkout cashiers, and I use those as well. With regards to dealing with my own photography and video clients, I can usually do my own editing from the privacy of home. But I have to go out and shoot footage in front of people, and usually entertain my clients and bring smiles to their faces and get the shots that I need. But 80-90% to 90 of the actual work in shooting an event or a wedding has to do with me working that particular job and concentrating instead of actually chit-chatting with people. But even still, many of my female clients are constantly probing me for details about my personal life. With regards to talking to my clients on the phone, I usually do phone consultations, but I limit those to between 3 and 6 p.m. on the phone. I sleep typically from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. This way I avoid the hassles of annoying phone calls in the morning, and can basically wake up and get all my messages. 
and I don't have to deal with traffic. And most importantly, when I start working, most people are either eating dinner, unwinding, or getting ready to go to sleep. If I have to do an early morning shoot or a full day wedding shoot, I don't sleep and just catch up on my sleep the following day or over the next few days. But I try to limit my shoots to the afternoons and evenings for the most part. Another way that I'm ghosting is basically registering my vehicle at the kiosks instead of at the actual auto vehicle registration centers here in Canada. It's a government office that's staffed by mostly women, and it's not a very productive part of our economy, but just a way to siphon money off from drivers. And men make up the majority of the drivers in Western nations. And most men use their cars to get to work and for their businesses. So in some ways, driving registration fees are actually a man tax. And a tax I would prefer to pay at the kiosk instead of actually paying a woman's salary. If enough of us pay at kiosks, then all of these women that we see at registration offices would be superfluous and basically be out of a job. If we had mostly automated checkout counters and cashiers, predominantly women would be the ones losing their jobs. By avoiding the live women behind the counter, you don't have to hear about her ask you about your purchase and what you're going to do about it, or basically hear about her day. And you don't have to worry if she's going to give you the right change back or not. You're essentially saving your own sanity by interacting with a machine instead. Another thing I want to talk about is that most of the Western world has developed automated messaging systems on our phones, where it's next to impossible to reach a live receptionist. Just like the Industrial Revolution got rid of many male jobs, the Technology Information Revolution will basically get rid of many female jobs and allow men to ghost by not actually having to interact with women. Sometimes I wonder though, because companies like IKEA and Canadian Tire have automated checkout counters, but what are they waiting for with regards to cashiers? Why don't they just fire all of their cashiers and force everyone to use the machines? Same thing with the banks, why don't they replace tellers with more elaborate bank machines? During the Industrial Revolution, machines replaced male muscle power, but the machines didn't continue to work alongside men. Men as craftspeople were fired, and the machines took their place. They didn't work together, yet when you go to Canadian Tire, I often get to deal with the usual female attendant showing me how to use the automated checkout counters. Most female positions in retail and business are lowly reception, cashier, and teller positions. If we eliminated those, then 20-30% to 30 of the female workforce would basically be out of a job. And men wouldn't have to deal with the potential psychological torment of dealing with live tellers on a daily basis. In fact, it might actually improve the entire shopping experience for men. But the obvious consequence of that is basically too many unemployed women, so they would basically vote the existing government out of office. And then they'd have to rely on their husbands and put pressure on them to give them money. And it would also hurt the existing retail economy. But enough about this. Let me get back to ghosting. Other ways that I currently ghost are tinting the windows on my vehicle so that I can basically see people but they can't see me. I also wear sunglasses during the rare times that I go out during the day so that I can basically watch people without them knowing, if I need to. Another way to ghost is to look really dumpy or basically not take care of yourself. I used to not shave so that women wouldn't pay attention to me. Then I learned that women actually like stubble. So either you go for a full beard or a baby face. The science is that women can't seem to make up their minds whether or not a man with a clean-shaven face or with a beard is more attractive. So stubble will increasingly get you into trouble. I'm also increasingly going off the map with regards to my digital identity. Now I also want to share what goals I have in my life with regards to ghosting and work. My short-term goal is to make enough money off of my MGTOW channel as well as other YouTube channels that I'm working on to take that money 
and basically travel throughout the United States, Canada, the UK, Australia, Europe, and New Zealand. Those are the countries where the majority of MGTOWs and MGTOW video producers currently live. And I want to travel and produce travel videos for men. Top 10 lists for men to do different things in different cities, countries, and states. And I would be still producing my MGTOW videos on the road. I'm preparing most of my meals at home these days, and I'm even thinking about starting another YouTube channel at some point with healthy 5-minute recipes and recipes for road trips. If I'm going to spend half my year living on the road, then I need to make sure that I'm eating healthy and know where to get my good quality foods. I'll gain 50 pounds in a single year if I actually go and eat at IHOP and Denny's every single day. But I can only travel really for 6 months of the year, mostly during the cold Canadian winters when it's basically not worth going outside up here. I want to combine my love for travel photography and video with that of the MGTOW movement. And at that point, I can limit my interactions with my photography and video clients and fire most of them. Then I can no longer have to take footage from bridezillas, corporate drama queens, and I don't have to worry about getting doxxed and losing any of my clients. I will essentially be a free and unplugged agent, and I will be able to act and think the way that I see fit and make a living doing it, no longer having to bow down to corporate and casual clients. This will be my ultimate form of ghosting. I've already begun the process of extracting myself and my identity from the internet. Anything to do with my real name is slowly being phased out. But more importantly, the few pictures of me that are out there, that are still freely available on the internet, have me wearing sunglasses, so you won't actually be able to recognize me if you saw me in real life. Only my friends on Facebook can actually see what I look like. Vention MGTOW told me yesterday that he was being doxxed with his real identity and someone was putting up his home address and real name all over YouTube. That's essentially why he removed his videos and made them temporarily private until he clears up the problem. I want to remind everyone out there that's a video producer, including many MGTOW producers, that if you're basically getting doxxed, then you have your rights. Doxing is a serious criminal offense these days, especially since giving away our personal information can lead people to track us down and harm us or harass us in real life. I was doxxed by a woman in Sweden a while back in the summer, and it cost me a job. And I have her information, and I'm considering taking her to court because I can prove she gave out my personal information with the intention of harming my reputation. Since that point, I got a lawyer and will basically be sending out cease and desist notices to protect my identity in the future if anyone tries to dox me. My long-term goal is simply to be known as Sandman on the internet and erase almost all my records of my real identity from easily accessible places online. Those are my MGTOW ghost protocols, both short and long-term. Now I want to hear what you guys have to say with regards to your own ghost protocols. You must have some comments and criticism for the ideas that I've brought up. One last topic before I say goodbye. A lot of my viewers are making me aware that much of the advertising on my YouTube channel is pro-women and pro-dating. And now I have to let most of you in on a little secret. Most advertising doesn't work, and the stuff that does work is mostly for branding purposes. Most companies put their logos and products in your face continuously. And the reason they do so is that when you're thinking about buying a new car, General Motors and Ford will basically be the brands that pop up in your head. Advertising hasn't been about selling the utility of an object for almost 100 years. And advertising executives that produce ads are often salespeople first and foremost. It's their job to get clients and convince those clients to spend money on advertising. Advertising executives exist to convince companies that they need to spend money on things that they don't actually need. Is it any wonder that 90% of the people in the advertising industry are women? 
And it's usually men that shoot the commercials, edit them, and design the packaging and posters for most products. But the advertising purchase managers, focus group leaders, and marketing coordinators are mostly staffed by women. They have basically made an industry out of something that isn't really needed, much in the same way as professional feminism. And it's no wonder that many of today's commercials attack masculinity, because the producers and executives of these ads are actually women. Anyways, that's all I've got to say for today. Thanks again for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.